Miriam Tazi in the house. And Malcolm Riddle. Yeah. Hi. Was crack a lacking? Come on. <laughs> Bring it to me. You got a hot cup of Java in front of you? Yeah. It's, you know, same old stuff. Oh, you're going to need to take two sips because we got to get you jump started. I'm, I'm started. I'm started. I'm here. She's here, people. Mm. Uh, yeah. That's right. What do you think? <laughs> Go ahead and say it. <laughs> Oh, that's right. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm like big, baby. I'm getting into it. It's good. Come on, You need man. to be hyped. And people, what's happening? That's right. We're uh, reporting live from the East Coast right after the uh, 2016 blizzard. Reporting. And that's what, I'm, that's what I'm calling it. Blizzard. I'm not calling it Snowcano. I'm not calling it Snopra. There was a hand snow low or something like that. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. <laughs> But we did get hammered. Yeah, we right? did. Yeah, but it's pretty much gone now. Yeah. I it mean, goes away quick. It's, we, not, it's not like Canada. The stays. Well, and it just keeps going. You know what I mean? It just doesn't really stop. So, and you still, it, like, life keeps going. It's These not people like would die. <laughs> yeah. These yeah. people would die. Let me tell you what they did. Right? <laughs> I had to help dig Mariam Tazi out. <laughs> and, uh... The people, I guess they didn't. They did the backbreak. I mean, you know, it's, it's three three feet of snow, right? Mm, and after almost. you do all that digging, like you you want to own your spot. <laughs> these fools. Yeah, we don't have designated like spots here. <clears throat> these <so>. these fools <laughs> put up like broomsticks, <laughs> chairs, and uh, ladders. Ladders, yeah, <laughs> to Stools save their spot. Stuff. Yeah, but you know what the thing is, like. I don't know if they all did the work. I th- think some of them just saw other people do it. They did it too. But I can understand. They put a lot of work into it. <laughs> you can't I couldn't... save a spot. No, I don't think legally you're even allowed to do that. Mm, mm, but mm. I wasn't going to... Was, I was pissed when I came back from work. I could not find a parking spot. And so I was tempted to move one of the chairs. But then I was worried about my car. It was a lot of snow. It was a lot of snow. But you learned how to drive in it, right? Yeah. It's... Thanks to... <laughs> I want this on air, thanks to. <laughs> yeah, but it's also on air that you're like pulling it out, yeah. you know. <laughs> so it's not like I came. It came naturally from me, like giving you props. <laughs> you no, yeah, no, yes. Do you see people? What I got to go through? I, 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 I help her out. I did say thank you. I help her out. And, I watched. Uh, I didn't think it was going to happen, but you got to put the gear in low. I don't even know how to do that on my car. What do you mean? You know how to shift it in a drive, don't you? Yeah, but I couldn't pull it down. I was like stuck. I don't know how I couldn't get it down. <laughs> but then I could get to the D3, but I couldn't get to the God help D2. Us. God help us. <laughs> I still managed. I went to work. I did what I could. Mm, mm, mm. Yep. I managed. Survived. But uh, yeah, the snow is, is melting and uh, it's still kind of crazy out there driving maneuvering should i say because one two lanes will end up at one really fast yeah but uh it is what it is and we we dealt with it and we're still standing right well yeah don't be so dramatic of course we're still standing yeah well i mean some people wouldn't have made it whatever just stay home that's I it just, don't, <laughs> don't, like don't to, make any moves yeah just stay home and you'll be fine just if make the sure news, you have food yeah if they tell you in advance you know what i mean don't go anywhere don't go anywhere yeah, just but people were people don't know how to enjoy being home. You know, a lot of people were getting cabin fever. A lot of people were in like, the oh news my God. they showed it out there running around Times Square and places. Really? Just when to, when they say it's a what do they call it? A emergency state of emergency. Stay home. Yeah. <laughs> Every news station I turn to, 
you see people walking around. One thing you didn't see, <laughs> what didn't you see, Mariam Tazi? Black people. That's right. <laughs> Once again, you don't see any black people running around in the snow. Really? No. no. There's none. We don't do that. You know what I mean? Mm. It's a couple of them maybe, but the majority that's running around, we don't need to go anywhere. <laughs> we don't need to see anything. We don't need to buy anything. You know what I mean? We'll live off hot water and potatoes. (laughs) Straight up. So that's what's happening, people. Yeah, it was an adventure. It's always kind of fun. But I don't know. We'll see if it happens again. I think we're straight for like another two weeks. And then also uh, in the news, I don't think I need to update anyone on what's going on in Flint, Michigan. Because Flint, Michigan is national, is world news, actually. And uh, and it should be. Uh, But, um, you know, thanks to... Uh, the uh, the 24-hour news cycle and, and celebrities, whether it be local or, uh, you know, international celebrities, everyone's weighing in on it, you know, what's going on in Flint, Michigan. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it is a disaster. Yeah. And I don't, you know, again, you don't need to listen to American Riddle at this point. I think we can, you know, pass uh, pass that on to uh, Google torch. and, uh, yeah, Google and or, uh, any news outlet you can look it up and we we will be doing a follow-up episode with sam riddle um and uh, rico phillips and a couple other people um that's for sure uh we're gonna do that uh soon uh, but in the meantime in between time if you want to find out just turn the tv on yeah you know i'm glad it's it's out there like that finally yeah and if you know if you want to help in any way uh definitely um put pressure on the local and state government uh, in Michigan. Uh, sign petitions, write letters, send letters, handwrite the letters, send emails. The the bottles of water and stuff like that, it'll make you feel good, but at the end of the day, you got to put pressure on those politicians uh, so that the, the, the money um, that, that needs to go uh, to fix this, or not so much fix it because it's, you know... You can't reverse. It's going to be a huge the damage that's caused to the people. Project. Yeah, but keep putting pressure on them. Uh, for those of you listening and want to get involved, write those letters, sign those petitions, uh, send those emails. That's uh, that's the bulk of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's Oof. see. Uh, yeah. No, it's crazy. I mean, it's it's insane. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what else we got? Huh? We're going off the top today because well, I, I mean because we were stuck inside, not much you know, not much going on. Um, what is going on? What have you been watching? What's your show, Mad Dog? Is it mm. Mad Dogs? Yeah, I watched a couple things. You know, when you when you're hibernate, when you're inside, you know what I mean. It's uh, you can get. To, is it time to catch up on shows? But it's too many shows out there. It's, it's way too. How many. did you even hear about that one? What do you mean? Mad Dogs? Yeah. That's on Amazon. I have an Amazon Prime membership. So they do a uh they do a, a once a year um what do you call it? Uh pilot season where yeah. they'll test the market, you know, cuz every every streaming service today has uh something, some original mm-hmm. series, you know, like what the fuck, man. 
man. It's too Some many. of them are really good. Yeah, but it's too many. Too many choices, yeah, man. Yeah, but it comes out. They it's come like when out you go bursts. It's so. like when you go to the food court. You can never make your mind up when you're walking. You ever notice that when you go to a food court, you're always looking no. around, your head's up. How many times do you? Yeah, you do. No, I I've usually know where it. I'm going when I when I go. She doesn't know. I do. She doesn't. I do, and I'm I'm not usually satisfied with food court options. It's always the same. My point. <laughs> you, you asked. My point. <laughs> my point is that's that's exactly it it's all the same it's kind of you know yeah there's good programming there's a lot of good programming out there but god damn it's just too many i don't have that i don't have that i don't have that (laughs) i just slow it down (laughs) yeah you do speak very fast i do not have that type of time uh, to allocate to this tv show or that television show it's too much for me it is i catch something when i catch it you know yeah You'll be about a certain show, and you'll be all about it, but you like you'll watch it week by week and stuff. You don't do the binge watching as much, but this you know there's certain shows, and when you have time like this when you're really you can't leave the house, <laughs> you just find things and it's good that there are shows like that that you can watch i like I've been yeah. watching person of interest and yeah that's you, really good uh, you, j c <laughs> Jesus Christ is in that show, right. <laughs> What's his name? Jim Kazizel. <laughs> How do you pronounce his name? I forget. That's not right. <laughs> you have your computer in front I of you. I don't have, I'm not prepared. You're ill prepared today. Well, I didn't know we were going to talk yeah, about Yeah, the guy this. who played Jesus Christ <laughs> in the Mel, uh, Mel uh, Gibson version. The Passion. Mm. Yeah. Well, he's very good in this, but also uh, Taraji is. A, they're all good actors. They're, it's a good show. But I'm I don't have time. What'd you look at? Why'd you look at my head? <laughs> well, I saw that. <laughs> Why'd you look at my hair? Huh? <laughs> Why are you self-conscious you, about your haircut? I saw, I saw that. <laughs> it's better if, it, if I sit on the side. You know, maybe you won't notice things. She's looking people. <laughs> it's because I went to a different barber today. You know, it's a bad sign when you go to the different, the other barber, right? I went to another barber shop because I was just out of the way, just to give you guys some background. We're not just rambling on what's going on here in the studio, but just to give you a little background. Because I got to get into the show right now because I'm pressed for time. But mm. I went to a uh, a different barbershop. Just geographically, I was in a in in a weird place and I didn't have time, so I went to one. And, and you know, I knew it was a bad sign when you go to the different the other barber and there's no hours posted. That's the first sign. No hours. No, no. You know, <clears throat> Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday, noon till or 10 a.m. or there's nothing. Uh, like, there, so if there's someone there, then we're open. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. e, a, a, it pisses me off, but I'm also envious. You know what I mean? To they make their own life. hours. Yeah, make their own hours. If I got nothing else to do, then oh, yeah. I'll be here. And then, you know, then the other sign was, and I told you about this, was, you know, I'm sitting in a chair about a quarter way through the haircut, and Barbara coughs, you know, <clears throat> maybe I should, uh, let, me, let me go outside to my truck and get my glasses. Mm. No one to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, that's uh, it's a telltale. That's a red flag, right? No, it's not a bad haircut. That's not. That's not <laughs> yeah, she, she's just looking at it. Now of, I am. Yeah, I did notice it's just short. Mm-hmm. Short mm-hmm. for winter. Hey man, I, I got I wear hats. I got time to carry around a comb or brush mm. in my back pocket. I mean, <laughs> I'll be looking like dude from uh, who was the dude in Poetic Justice. He carried a brush around the whole movie. I can't be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. You know, I don't have it in me. Uh, speaking of movies, though, mm. there's still a lot of controversy 
around 2016 Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. Oscar, uh, the Oscars will be on, I think, uh, end of the month, end of, well, end of February. Uh, but there's a lot of uh, uh, celebrities and people weighing in, Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, Michael Moore, Spike Lee. Uh, there's, you know, a lot of celebrities are, are calling to boycott or not show up. Some are careful how they use that word boycott, but there's uh, a lot of controversy because um, a lot of people of color are always being overlooked. And this is this has been going on, I think, since the Oscars. You know what I mean? Doesn't make it right. You know what I mean? Uh, is boycotting the, I think we talked about this on the last podcast. Is mm-hmm. it the answer? You know what I mean? Is it the the Oscars? For anyone that has a brain, should know the Oscars is not the issue here. It's the the higher ups, the right. people who are in authority that green light the films, the studios, the executives, the people that hire the executives. So that lack of diversity within that community that's always existed. Now, where the Oscars come into play is is uh, if they're going to bill themselves as the best, as the it award which it has people just think it's the the you know the alpha and the omega when it comes to you know my dreams are getting a grammy my dreams are getting an oscar you know what i mean it's just that type of programming and we talked about programming in the last podcast yeah because you're introduced like as you know if you win an award and stuff it's like oh golden globe winner or golden globe nominee or you know oscar winner you know it's like it has that prestigious you know i don't know in their mind it's it's or in most people's minds it has this like status you know anyway what's going on yeah so if you're uh don't worry i'm just engineering the uh Miriam Tassi, I got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I'm just. I'm gonna get back to the Oscars, okay. but sometimes when I'm moving around and stuff like, I don't have the luxury <laughs> of actually having eye contact to have the conversation. <laughs> I got to engineer and make sure I'm going going on to the next segment or the next thing that I'm gonna do, which may require me to uh, you know hit a button. Mm. So you know, sometimes I'm looking, Miriam. Right. Look away. Got it. Okay. Now you make me lose my train of thought. <laughs> Uh, Me too. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> That's the problem. But yeah, no. With the Oscars itself, it's a uh, you know it is a culture, and if you're gonna if you're gonna program people to to you know to to accept or to be- have you believe that you are that show, you're that program, then yeah, you're gonna have some pushback or some feedback about who you're hiring and what what content uh you're uh, you're you're showcasing or uh, giving those awards or nominating uh you know when it comes to it it's no different than the NFL for many many moons there were no black quarterbacks there were no black coaches nothing and 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 it's the same thing so i think there should be change within in that and i think that conversation is stimulating and is is good for the culture itself here in america um, but my other, I guess I'm torn also because my other thoughts when it comes to that is, is I, I believe that we have, we meaning, uh, people of color, black people, uh, specifically, uh, spend enough. We spend, you know, something like, I don't know, 17 billion a year in entertainment, right? Something like that. Don't quote me on that, but it's an obscene amount of money. You know what I mean? In entertainment, we have enough celebrities, there's enough politicians, there's enough business people within uh, the the black community that uh, I think that we should not be so heavily, um, we shouldn't put, put all our eggs in one basket 
to be accepted by someone who doesn't want to accept you, regardless. At some point, times will change, people will change, the youth especially. I've talked about this on the show, how impressed I am with the youth, uh, because they're more free and they're more open and more accepting uh, than their predecessors. But in the meantime, in between time, there's no reason why we shouldn't pool our own resources uh, and build our own Hollywood, uh, build our own uh, um, uh, studios. Uh, Tyler Perry has one uh, in Atlanta. Uh, there, there, are, there are plenty of places where um, I think we could invest in our own and then let Hollywood come to us. And when I mean us also, I just mean just any persons of color. It's not exclusive to, to you know, only black people. It could be Native Americans, could be um, uh, Indian, uh, it could be any group of people. Uh, and my point is, when it comes to that, there's plenty of stories to be told. Quality content. It doesn't always have to be Medea. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be. You have to increase that quality of content. Uh, so one of the things that I came across <clears throat> online was, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Isaac Hayes the third, son of Isaac Hayes, hmm. and he has a video that kind of um, sums up what I'm saying here. So I'll play this clip. Okay. The problem in Hollywood with the Oscars is not a racism problem; it's a content problem. There's simply not enough African American content to compete with other content. So to solve that, you beat the problem at its source, at its infrastructure. How you do that is you merge your own financial power, create and build your own Hollywood, where you can create dozens of African-American films, employ actors, writers, producers, and directors. But that can't happen in New York and L.A. You got to set up shop at a place where you are literally the majority. Guess where that is? Atlanta, Georgia. You know how the saying goes, there's power in numbers. It's a huge error in judgment to try to compete and succeed in a system that wasn't designed for you in the first place. Atlanta is 60% African-American. Our political infrastructure is all African-American. It's the home of the civil rights movement. And it has the highest concentration of black millionaires in the world. So why not come here and build black Hollywood? I'm talking about everybody. Oprah, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Will Smith, Tyler Perry's already here. Jay-Z, Magic Johnson. All of you could get in a room and come to Atlanta and build a media empire. The very same thing I'm proposing black people do is exactly what white Americans have done. But yet we'd rather fight to be part of a film industry we didn't create rather than build our own. That's the hustle of the millennium. The very same thing that's going on in Hollywood happened in the music industry. And you know what black people did? We started our own record labels, our own production companies, signed our own talent, and took over the entire music industry. I mean, dominated it in the 90s. And the black music epicenter of all of that was where? Atlanta, Georgia. Bingo. You starting to see the pattern here? Black city, black music. It could work for movies, too. The problem that has black music so messed up right now is we sold the labels back to the very infrastructure that locked us out in the first place. All them powerhouse record labels and artists back up under the system. Now look at black music. The key is to not sell. Black people are watching TV. Empire. Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, Real Housewives of Atlanta, all them Tyler Perry movies, and them TV shows, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, Blackish, could all be on BET if we still owned BET. With all those highly rated shows on one network, BET would be huge. There is no argument that Atlanta is the number one black city in the country. It's the black cultural epicenter of America. Sorry, it is. Now imagine relocating the money where the culture is. 
music, media, film, television, all black in Atlanta. Imagine if BET, Ebony Magazine, Essence Magazine, Media Takeout, World Star, OWN, Centric, all the black divisions of the record companies, all the black film production companies, all in Atlanta, Georgia, the only black majority city in the U.S. at the same time. Boy! Now we're cooking with grease. See, with all that black business, you know what that means. Black employment. Now you have the power to employ your people, create opportunities for them in all different aspects of entertainment. Makeup artists, caterers, lawyers, stylists, musicians, screenwriters, security, stunt coordinators, personal trainers, contractors, construction workers, hairstylists, jobs, 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 black jobs too. Not even that we're doing it on purpose. Atlanta's majority black. Are you starting to understand me? Now, everything that I'm saying is a huge inconvenience to a lot of people. But y'all are the ones complaining about change and how you hate the system and why it's stacked against you and unfair and unjust. So clearly it sounds like you're not wanted or that's what you're saying. So why not come somewhere where you are celebrated and appreciated, where there's more of you than anyone else? And you can see that with your eyes. You feel it every day. You know that from history, from Dr. King, from Andrew Young, from John Lewis, that this is home. That is the only way that all of this is going to get solved. More content means more opportunity to win Oscars. We're going to win an Oscar about every four years. If we only get eight movies a year out of a hundred releases. I'm just saying. It's a numbers game. So to beat the odds, you have to increase the odds. Simple as that. So I invite every entertainer that's boycotting the Oscars to come on down to Atlanta, Georgia and set up shop together and watch what happens. And that's all I've got to say about this. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. <laughs> That was awesome. Yeah, he summed it up. Yeah, he really did. He summed it up. He broke yeah. it down. Yeah, it's it's very true what he says. Yeah, piece by piece, and you know, I agree with I agree with that. Um, you know, to some some degree, I guess I the only part that I would disagree is you know when you call someplace home, you know what I mean? If you is Atlanta, yeah, it's majority, but who actually owns that land? I thought I, well, I thought he was going to say Africa at first. You yeah. know what I mean? And then when he when he said Atlanta, I was like, okay, I guess you do have to find a place in America for that because I think we mentioned this before too. You know, India has Bollywood. Yeah. You know, so it's like yeah, and, and it's huge. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here it's also, like, it's big. It's huge. Yeah, there's, cer- so, there's certain theaters where <laughs> people. Tr- Travel to mm-hmm. to see those movies, and mm-hmm. I've been curious myself. Sometimes I look at the reviews, and they're off the chart. Yeah. So they're they're producing a, a quality content of their own. You know what I mean? If you if you keep waiting, man, you're going to keep coming up with these same results. Yeah, you'll get someone in there. Like the the president of the Oscars is is uh, a, you know a, a black person, right? She is at this. But but what what, she, what is she going to do? You're not the head of the studio. And the Oscars, the Oscars is not the the, it's it's not even close to the the, the problem. No, it's definitely you know bigger I mean? than that for yeah, sure. It's the, you know, it's the show. It's after everything's been done. After as as Isaac Hayes the third broke down. After the security's been hired, the caterers, the you know, the carpenters, the you know, uh, set designers, the, the clothing designers, you know, the screenwriter. After all those it's said and done, then you have the Oscars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It, it is. Interesting. Uh, it is. And when you start connecting those dots and, and you know, you, it's amazing uh, what you come up with uh, when you do that math. And I think that uh, – and this is something that's, that's suffered within the black community before this uh, 
the you know the 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 Oscars of this year came up. I mean, we've always had uh, problems within grouping ourselves or, or or coming together and and pooling our resources together and doing business with our communities like the Korean um, uh, culture or the Jewish culture or you know the Chinese culture here in America uh, and, and and the white culture. Uh, here in America, I mean, you look at what what goes on. Uh, we're so fast to get acceptance from the other man, that, you know, that we forget about the brother man. You know what I mean? <laughs> I had to throw that in there, <laughs> but it's true. All jokes aside, it's true. Think about that, and you know, I, I I have I have issue with that. And if you look at the times of today of what's going on, and the amount of money each celebrity is bringing in, if you just Bought the land, you know what I mean. Bought, put the business in play, pulled that together. You could have your own. You could reach higher than Hollywood, your own Hollywood uh, version of Hollywood. I mean, you could you could set up a with the amount of money that's going around right now. You could set up your own uh, uh, political party to fund your your candidate, not their candidate. And I'm not, you know, uh, uh, you know, putting a target on anyone that's not. Uh, not of color, but my point is there's the 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 money is flowing these days, so why not use it for something good instead of something that's you know the you know Lambos and Raris and and all that bullshit you know what I mean and if you look at also what Isaac Hayes the third was saying was like come someplace where you are respected, look at hip hop hip hop right now where where are they traveling to get money Europe that's right. And why do they travel to Europe to get money? Because that's what they have respect. That's right. So you see what I'm saying? So it's it's the same it's the same math. And hip hop itself right now it's it's bigger than ever. It's in commercials, TV shows, movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 producers are 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 doing musical scores for films. I mean, it's it's all you look up. It's everywhere, uh, but it's not celebrated here uh you know in in the in the states like it is in europe um so yeah we have uh we have we have a ways to go but but we can we can cut that distance in half if we wake up and come together power in numbers it's laid out isaac hayes the third look him up he's on twitter he's on uh on the facebook and uh i reached out to see if i could get an interview with him um, didn't bold. have any luck. I was like, that's pretty bold. I wanted to talk to him about this, um, you know, his thoughts in depth, but didn't. Well, you get him. You I got him, him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty clear. Yeah, I, I so. got him uh, Got him anywhere, way, and uh, that's how the American Riddle podcast goes. But that being said, if anyone listening has, um, you know, wants to be a producer on the show and has inroads to, uh, you know, it could be anyone within a hip-hop co- community. It could be someone local. An artist that is local it doesn't have to be in music; it could be anything. But if you want to, if you think it would make a, a good episode, I welcome you to become a producer. And because uh, I can't line up everything, I'm a working multiple jobs. I have juggling. a few people that want to be on. You know what I mean? <clears throat> we'll so see. you've produced an episode. Yeah, you produced. Oh it. yeah, the one with Napoleon. That's right. The legend. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's a hell of a MC. Yeah. Uh, I've been following him religiously, uh, and, and quite the talent. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of talent, uh, we have Gaz the Rapper. So Gaz the Rapper is a is a is a local MC here in Northern Virginia, and 
I met him, um, he was working with me uh, uh, for a short time, and uh, I didn't even know he was an MC. I didn't know he wrote. I didn't know anything, you know. I was basically guilty of judging the book by its cover. It looks like a, you know, clean-cut, all-American boy, um, just, you know, laid-back, chill, uh, just nice, you know what I mean? I don't know, you know, I found out that he was an MC, and I was like, word? So I, I had to, you know, dig a little deep see his craft and he's since i've known him i've watched his evolution you mm-hmm. know what i mean and, and 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 again who am i to judge you know what i mean what does an mc look like that's the thing so i got to put myself in check sometimes most of the time and uh you know and 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 not do you know not not be so i guess judgmental uh or dismissive I don't think I was in a rude way, but, uh, you know, you just never know who's next to you, what knowledge they have, what they can pass on on a creative level. And that's how I was. I was taken, uh, you know, when when I found out he was, you know, he was writing, he was producing, he was emceeing. And, uh, uh, you know, I've listened to his growth uh, over, I guess, over the past couple of years. And, uh, you know, what I find refreshing about him and he's 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 of a of a different generation than I am, but he still has an old rap boom bat style. But he also brings in a lot of I don't know, just different flavor as well. Like he'll do electro, he'll do stuff that's funky, he'll do stuff that's uh, fun, um, and his lyrics are more. You know, if I was to put it a certain way, I guess more. Kind of like the days of, uh, I guess, when rap was more f- friendly, outgoing, kind of fun. You know what I mean? Not so much about, again, Lambos mm. and Raris and, you know, uh, money, hoes and clothes type stuff. He's not trying to be anything that he isn't. So if you meet Gaz the Rapper, you'll see he's a nice guy all the way around. You know what I mean? He'll talk about his parents. He'll talk about his friends, his family. And that's what you find within his... his uh, the content of his... Yeah, within his content. And um, you know, I've listened to a lot of his stuff. And a lot of it... When I think of it, I think of kind of radio-friendly style. But he also throws in some, some knowledge. And I, I've seen his format and his, his, uh, the, the evolution of the way he delivers over a specific time. So let's, let's, we're going to play, play a clip. Uh, Gaz is going to be on the phone in a second, but let's at least play a clip of uh, a new song that he's, he has coming out. He has a mixtape coming out. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole new, I don't know if it's like a new, but to me, I don't quite understand the mixtape culture. Because you know? it's not an actual tape. It's not. Thank you, <laughs> Mariam Tazi, for saying that. It, we, yeah, in my day, we called them demos. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, no demos. But I get too. no, of course. <laughs> I get that. No, but there's a whole marketing uh, side of it that it's a big deal. Like it, people will s- sell or have X amount of downloads, which gets them deals and gets them, you know, put on or co-signed by the likes of some of the higher ups within within hip hop. So. I don't I don't follow the mixtape culture. Again, it's like the TV shows. I just my time. It's, <laughs> but I try. I do try. And and you know there there are people that uh, have come into my life uh, like guys that uh, you know do do produce some uh, 
some different stuff and some cool stuff, and I'm watching and I'm listening, and I I, I love watching them uh, them grow. Uh, so here is let's play let's play this cut real quick. Yo, it's guys. Seven oh three, yeah. There are people who will bring you down, but I don't let them hang around. Try to make it come up on a sound. Get with it or get the fuck out. No time for negativity. Let them be drinking the forty, living the fantasy, dancing me, theme it all up again. It's bad it's in front of me, run with me, be that one for me, trying to see different countries. Don't you see why? I'm trying to fly, sun warming our back since we navigate the sky. This ain't I'm the guy, well baby, let's go see. Tie between the future and my memories. Uh. You know who I'm, oh Tie between the future and my memories. Uh. They saying I'm that guy, well maybe we go see. On it, featuring uh, Hanson Q and uh, Gaz the rapper. You know what I mean? I like the uh, I like the synthesizer. Jesus, <laughs> I can never get anything right. I like the I like the I like the so, I like the the soul of it, and I I, I I I just find that that sound is not a sound that I hear every other song that's played on the radio. But you know what I mean? It sounds like it could be on the radio because exactly. it's like, you know. It sounds like it could be in a movie. You know what I mean? Like a, a, a soundtrack or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you're, you're right. It, it, and he's had a couple songs that uh, that I was like, man, that's, a, that's like a radio hit mm-hmm. right there. That, that's in the top 50, top 25. You know what I mean? It just his style. I don't think, I don't know if he's going for a specific sound, and I, I have no idea, but uh, I guess the b- best person to ask is uh, Gaz the Rapper, so let's hear it from him. Gaz the Rapper, what's happening? Not much, man. It's kicking it. How are you guys? Good, good. You know how we do on uh, on American Riddle. 
you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we're out here mixing it up. So we just we just we just played your song. Uh-huh. And, How'd you uh huh. And like it. Uh, yeah, well, we, we, we just talked about it, uh, how refreshing that sound is. And uh, one of the things I was curious about, um, do, you, do you go after a specific sound? Because as you know, a lot of the stuff that we hear on the radio is pretty much uh, a carbon copy of someone else's sound. And with, uh-huh. th- with this specific sound, you know, you've got, I, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say it's a synthesizer, but you also have uh, more of, uh, you know, an R&B twist to it. Um, you know, infused with, you know, your rap style. Um, is there, a, like I said, what, what's your blueprint? Um, well, this well, this track specifically featuring uh, an artist I recently met, uh, Hassan Q, who's a very talented singer coming out with his project soon on the hook. Uh, the track was produced by uh, one of my homies, Marcellus, out in Atlanta. So we've got, you know, some kind of cross-state collaboration going on with this one. This one I was kind of going to lead with has more of a single. It does have, you know, more of that kind of industry sound, you know, while still, I believe, you know, maintain a little bit of uniqueness to it. Fresh. But uh, the rest of the mixtape is really a lot more uh, hip-hop, a lot of sample-driven kind of stuff. But this is definitely one I wanted to, uh, you know, it's a nice record. It's an uplifting record and one I think people relate to, you know. Well, that's what I talked about, too, leading uh, when I was doing your intro was um – some of the positivity that you, uh, pr- I don't even know if you're promoting it. It's just, you're that dude. Like when I, when I didn't know you were an MC, you were always smiling. You know what I mean? You, you are, you always have a, a positive, uh, look on things. Um, even in a high stressful environment where, um, uh, you know, th- that we would cross paths. Um, mm-hmm. you were just that dude that was even straight across the board. So when I heard your music, Nothing really changed. Like you, you're still that. You're not talking about money, hoes, and clothes. You're you're talking about school. You talk about your parents. You talk about your family, your friends, achieving your goals. So you stay on that topic. For sure, yeah, and that's really just, I guess, as you said, kind of part of me as a person, but also, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of my philosophy with you know this hip hop music. You know, I grew up kind of listening to you know, some inspiring messages, you know, in hip hop and just the music in general, you know, always been kind of a writer, kind of, you know, creatively inclined. And, you know, I, I hear a lot of this music nowadays. It really does kind of circulate around the same messages of, you know, fame and money and the girls, women, whatnot. But, you know, my kind of philosophy on music is if you can't really connect to it, I mean, everyone has turn up records, you know, I'll have turn up records, you know, here and there. But, I mean, there's music for every situation, and I think that in life people would prefer to have a positive message, and that's what my music tends towards overall, I would say. And you, you mentioned also about some of your producers involved uh, on this mixtape. How, how, how did you guys coordinate that? Do you go to those places, or does someone produce it, send you the file? How does that work? Um, so the tape was predominantly produced by my good friend, uh, Darian, uh, who goes by Stromile Swift. Um, he's a really talented, you know, producer, been, been doing producing about as long as I've been rapping. So we're both, you know, on our very, very early stages relatively with, you know, our crafts respectively, but, you know, he's just got stacks and stacks of vinyls and, you know, he would come over and, you know, bring his, his drum pad and whatnot, you know, back when he was living in, in the Nova area. And we would crank on stuff. Uh, he's now out living with his girl in New Jersey, but he's actually going to be down here this weekend. Um, 
you know, really we've been able to leverage the internet really to stay in contact as well as build our team, uh, our movement, which we, we've been calling the 703 just because that's what we're based out of. But uh, uh, there is an app called Infinite. Uh, it's uh, actually from a French startup company that I use, like a file transfer. So that's mainly how I get these big, you know, music files and stuff back and forth. You know, that can be, you know, many, many megabytes or, you know, many different files at a time. So it's really, we've been able to leverage the internet um, in some crazy ways that I think a lot of, you know, MCs and artists, even, you know, only a year, two, three years older than us or so, um, have not been able to, you know, take advantage of. Yeah, and, and and that's one of the things I want to talk to you about is, uh, you know, the, the technology side and the internet and able to s- stay in communication, but also in your situation uh, where you need capital for studio time or you need capital for equipment. Tell us about your experience in using the internet to help you with uh, your journey. Um, it's been kind of crazy. Um uh, I'd say a lot of my support and a lot of my recent push has uh, come from um, an app called Periscope. I'm not sure if y'all heard of it, but uh, it was recently named by Apple. I think the app, the app of the year, the App Store and such. And it's like a live broadcasting thing. And I, I've been doing uh, some freestyle emceeing on there, kind of vibing off people's comments and their input, you know, in real time as it goes along. You know, people impressed with that or people, you know, who are on the same kind of vibe, same kind of mindset and enjoying it have really, you know, helped me build my network. And uh, in terms of capital, you know, it's been all kind of on, on a favor or on kind of a friendship basis for the most part. But uh, I was able to set up a GoFundMe and actually get enough funds. You know, in, in three days, we raised over $600. I was able to get a new microphone uh, not too long ago. So that's uh, been pretty crazy. Like, again, reaching out to that network using the Internet to, you know, get stuff done. And how good is that microphone? Uh, it's very nice. It's a uh, Newman, uh, made in Berlin. Very nice. Uh, it's really helped me out a lot. And it's what the vocals you're going to hear on the mixtape, you know, have been recorded on, you know, including that track that I sent you uh, on it. So, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was impressed because I, you know, I remember when you reached out and I tweeted out that uh, that link and and just the amount of time, your turnaround time. And I think that's what people want. The people want to help somebody who wants to help themselves, but they're also who someone who they know is doing something good with the money. You know? Yeah, precisely. And that's why, you know, I, want, I had a clear goal in mind, which was, you know, help me help help me get a microphone, which, you know, I did and I've been using and people are really going to, you know, have a real tangible feel for that when they listen to, you know, how well the album is produced, you know, compared to my first mixtape, you know, say, for example, um, and in addition, I was able to use the, uh, some of the overlapping funds to get some, uh, blank CDs, which I'm going to be burning and, uh, distributing once the project is done and, and you know, prioritizing those who made donations, so, um, so, you know, shipping out, you know, across the country, you know, we've got people out Cali, a couple in Virginia, really almost every state we've got people, you know, shipping in and really showing support at this point. That's cool. Yeah. So <laughs> you're going to, you're going to be pressing up CDs and selling them. For sure. Man, that's the hustle right there. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. the hustle. <laughs> yeah, but you can do it yourself. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, that's you the beauty of it. You don't have to have like so many middlemen. You know what I mean? You have your friends and your people, people that you trust that can like help you out because they want to. You know? Precisely. That's awesome. We need to get some some merchandise for you too, man. Some t shirts. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. and all that stuff. <laughs> That's definitely a, a coming step for sure. But yeah, it really is nice to be able to work with a team of, you know, friends and like minded individuals who are really 
you know, have the same goals in mind and who aren't, you know, trying to make their, you know, nickel and dime off you or, you know, showing any disrespect, anything like that. It's really nice to have, you know, a real solid, you know, founded on, you know, friendship and similar philosophy kind of team, which is what we've been working on building. And you you talked about uh, you know your your upcoming mixtape. Why, why don't you give me a little quick little rundown on the mixtape culture and the benefits of of uh, you know putting your music out there? Because I, I was telling Mariam Tazi about this earlier. I don't keep up with a lot of you know. I always hear this dude had this mixtape or this mixtape. You need to listen to. I know very little about the mixtape culture. Why don't you educate me? Sure. Um, so, you know, in my whole lifetime, really, it's been, you know, kind of digital mixtapes have been a way, you know, to get your name out there with a body of work, you know, as opposed to just a single or one track or something like that. And, you know, I always liked mixtapes growing up because to me, that's like walking into the candy store and they're like, you know, you can have anything you want. You know, it's not like iTunes, you got to have, you know, the cash or, you know, borrow mom's credit card or something just to be able to buy your, your favorite artist's new album. You know, these are songs that, you know, are art by some of your favorite artists and they're putting it out there for free and they're really just trying to get, you know, a message out, get themselves out there. So I've always, you know, kind of idolized and really respected that whole grind. And, you know, that's was my first goal really starting to get into this rap game was to drop a mixtape, which, you know, I did uh, last February with Heartbeats, the prologue. And, uh, you know, ever since then, I, I, you know, I do try and keep tabs on some of the new mixtapes. I know, Two chains came out with one yesterday that I, I think is pretty awesome. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of noise also that it creates now. You know, I talked about, you know, how the internet can help out, you know, and how it's helped out my grind so much and helped the networking with my team. At the same time, there's so many artists who are now, you know, doing the same thing, getting into the mixtape culture and the mixtape game, you know, on a number of different sites, you know, leveraging all these different free ways of promotion that, you know, it can be hard to get noticed, which is kind of at the point that we're at right now. Hmm. Um, so it really is just about putting in the grind, putting out something that's quality that people are really going to want to listen to. And uh, word of mouth, you know, regardless of the internet age, word of, word of mouth is still a really, pop, you know, a really uh, important thing to leverage as well, you know. Yeah. And what about what about that, that, that good old fashioned, uh, you know, organic experience of uh, open mic? Do you do any of those? Um, I haven't yet, but I have been making some contacts, um, promoters in different states and things like that to, you know, um, are in with like nightclubs and stuff. Well, I believe once I drop this mixtape, uh, you know, that will give me a good amount of material. And at that point, we're definitely going to look into some tours and some, you know, small shows or whatever we can get organized um, and go and pick up steam from there. But I think people are really going to latch onto this tape. Um, it's really, it's really showing a jump in uh, quality and really thought and, you know, a crafted sound versus what I've put out previously. So it's going to give us some more to go on some steam, I hope for sure. Yeah. That's what, that's one of the things I noticed about the, the debut of uh, the song we played was the quality, the production quality. I mean, it was, it was on point. Really well done, uh, well produced, and uh, focused. Um, what's the name of your mixtape coming out? The mixtape is called Off the Dome, um, and that really is a reflection of kind of my philosophy of just going with the flow, as well as you know the importance of the freestyle in my MCing career, and you know how it you know kind of crafted me as an artist. Um, so it's going to be around sixteen to eighteen tracks. Wow. Um, 
and a good variety of sounds, and it's really, honestly, a different sound, I think, than all the other mixtapes, and, you know, kind of how you mentioned earlier, the carbon copy kind of stuff that's going on. Um, it's really going to be some different kind of sounds, some more back to the roots, some more kind of hip-hop shit, some, you know, kind of spacey shit, you know, a, a couple of different uh, different sounds that I think people are going to be hopefully pleasantly surprised by. Yeah, but I like I like that, like... You know, I'm I'm old, I'm old, I guess I can say I'm old school when it comes to the sound because I like that boom bap, I like that old New York sound. But every now and again, I like it. I like to mix it up. Like you threw the synthesizer in there, and you mentioned you know it's spacey. I, I like to hear stuff like that bounce off from the left to the right, center. I, I like it's just it's different, and I think people are they're scared to be different and take risks like that. But uh, I think you're on the right track. Definitely, yeah. It's really not chasing, you know, it, it, it caters a little bit to everything, but it's yeah. really not chasing that kind of trap, kind of super digital sound, you know. It, it does blend some elements of that, and like I said, you know, there are about uh, three or four different, you know, producers have contributed to this tape. You know, it's primarily, you know, my boy Darian Stromile Swift, he's really into the sampling, so it's really, a, I would call it more a hip-hop tape than a, you know, trap or than, you know, a you know, a drill timer and anything, you know, of that nature, for sure. And when when, when are you dropping your mixtape? Uh, there's no set release date on it yet, but we should, uh, like I said, my producer's coming in into town from Jersey uh, this weekend, so yeah. we're hoping to finalize a lot of stuff. Uh, then it's going to go into the mastering process. So, you know, a couple of uh, short weeks, but, it, you know, most of the recording sessions, the writing is done at this point. It's really just, you know mixing and mastering, you know, finalizing the tracks, you know, making sure this is, you know, a nice, as polished of a product that we can put out, you know, that people are really going to enjoy. It's going to sound good on your, on your system and everything like that. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier, you mentioned Periscope, and you mentioned freestyling and going off the top. Is that something that you you, you uh, pride yourself, or is that, is, that, is that who you are? You represent that style, just being able to just do it at, the, at a moment's notice? Definitely, and that's uh, also a lot of the reason why this tape is called Off the Dome. You know, it's yeah. really kind of the core of my style. You know, I'm not going to have, you know, very cookie-cutter rhyme schemes. or like, you might hear influences at certain times, but really even my written material is really, it goes off in a lot of different directions at times. It has some flows that you may or may not expect, you know, can, can you know, in a moment's notice shoot off in a crazy direction, which I really like, you know. Yeah, I like Some that. people have kind of likened it to, like, Chance the Rapper, you know, a little bit. I don't know if you know. Yeah. much about his music but it's really uh i feel like it's something that more mcs these days should be you know practicing more you know i've seen a lot of disappointing examples of it from even artists that i respect so it's really uh it's really something i I think of as being at the core of hip-hop which is you know it's always been a big thing for me i don't know do you uh you mentioned your your influences who are some of your who are some of your influences um some of my biggest influences, like the first rap I really started listening to, I remember back in elementary school was like Eminem and, and Dre and all the, you know, 50 yeah. Cent, all, all the people on that team, you know, uh-huh. NWA, Ice Cube, you know, and his solo stuff. Like yeah. that was, that stuff was really, you know, the core of it for me. No, Nowadays, uh, a lot of J. Cole, you know, I, I like kind that. of pretty religiously studied all his mixtapes, you know, and his albums, uh, Kid Cudi has been a huge influence on me through, you know, like high school and my, you know, college career and everything. Uh, just a lot of, any artist that's really positive and just really has a good message, good flow, good voice, 
um, you know, powerful, distinguishing voice, you know, artists that I really am drawn to. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I like all, you know, the banger shit and like the new, you know, club stuff as well. Uh, you know, everything has its time. But, uh, you know, I'd say J. Cole is probably my biggest right now, honestly. Yeah, I like, I like, I, I enjoy Cole and, and, and Kendrick um, a lot. But the reason why I kind of got excited a second ago when you started naming your, uh, some of your influences, because I do, I did, it just brought to mind a conversation you and I had. Uh, you know, when you and I first started talking about rap music and the hip hop culture and you mentioned Ice Cube and NWA and I remember taking a second look, I was like, what? I was like, word, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, but, uh, how about EPMD, Rakim, any of the, any of the classics? Um, I definitely have heard of some of these artists, but, um, really since a lot of this happened, you know, before I was born, really, it wasn't, you know organic for me to grasp these artists it was kind of you know where i saw their music popping up and you know you know games or media that i was yeah. you know you know involved in growing up so nwa i would say like disproportionately oh so you know over any other of these old school mcs really uh really had an influence on me just because of what i was exposed to you know growing up yeah no, um, I, I remember you the doc uh oh, recently go. i kind of learned about his story after seeing the straight out of compton movie there you, so go. Thought, you know found out he's produced by dre you know started listening to him got a lot of respect for him he tweeted retweeted me on twitter when i you know said congrats on getting your voice back and everything so i definitely have respect for a lot of these old school mcs and like i said i think with with this mixtape you'll hear a little bit of throwback to some of that yeah, that's what's up because because I, I I now I remember you and I we did have a conversation one time about that and one of the things I would I remember telling you saying to you was I would like for you to um uh, to explore some of the classic artists like Big Daddy Kane, um, Rakim, Slick Rick, especially Slick Rick. Slick Rick, your style. I think you, you would like De La. Yeah, De La Soul. <laughs> um, there, there's there's certain uh, groups out there. That I think you you and your style would benefit. It would be like if you went into a dojo or any martial arts studio, and if you just focused on today's MMA style and you didn't know the styles from the past, uh, which influence and are directly connected to the styles of today, I think it would be to your benefit to explore those. And uh, I think you would. I think it would just be the right ingredients, uh, you know, for your mind, especially the way you do stop. And you flip the script like you could just be rapping. Your flow could just be going at a steady tempo, and then you speed it up. It's like you you hit. You, I don't know. I don't know. You just you just downshift it, and then you just punch it. And uh, that's one of the things I've always liked about your style. So I think you would totally dig. You know, Slick Rick, Rakim Allah, and uh, Big Daddy Kane. I think you would you would you would enjoy. And EPMD. I mean, EPMTs. I just turned my son on to EPMD, and that's just a sick dynamic duo uh that that i think you would benefit from as well but you can definitely see i think i can feel some of your influences that you when when you know when you perform but you have your own like you you definitely embody your own spirit and style and that's what i find refreshing thanks yeah i'm definitely always looking to check out new artists you know and you know during the duration of when I've been working on this tape and really any like heavy creation period, you know, I don't listen to a ton of, um, music as weird as that sounds, you know, trying not to rip anything too hard, yeah. but you know, I definitely have been influenced a lot by some of these older MCs. And I think that really, 
conscious rap, even the very first rap that I ever wrote and recorded, which, you know, was kind of an isolated incident when I was, you know, like my freshman year of high school, I believe, you know, a couple of years back, was entirely like a conscious rap the entire time, you know, just in terms of content, delivery, you know, the cadences, you know, some of that, even though I've been exposed to more new age rappers, you know, somewhat, you know, at the very core really comes from those older MCs. So I'm definitely looking to explore more stuff like that. And then far as your far as your your online presence, uh, you know, just being able to drop drop rhymes. I know you you do it. You said you did it on Periscope. I think you you do it. On, I get notifications all the time on on Facebook. Like mm-hmm. said, you, you, yeah, you're... Facebook just added a new uh, live streaming yeah. um, functionality where you can live broadcast yourself on a video. And I've been doing some freestyles on Facebook, which is. So essentially the same thing I do on Periscope, but it's a nice change because every single person viewing is one of my friends, you know, not, you know, someone that just happens to be using the app who I may or may not know on a personal level. So it's kind of been a cool uh, promotional tool to get people, you know, who might may or may not have heard me freestyle before out of my actual friends group, you know, they've been able to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the freestyle has definitely been my main promotional tool. And, you know, it really just helps me practice my flow at the same time, which is why I enjoy doing it so often. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Periscope, you can check me out. Uh, the username is at Gaz the Rapper, that's G-A-Z the Rapper, one word. You know, it's pretty much the same on all my social media. But I, I am like the top freestyle rapper on there in terms of presence and in terms of, you know, likes on my page and, you know, followers. We just broke 3,300 the other day. Um, so that's been going up for sure. You want to drop a couple bars? <laughs> um, yeah, I could. It might not be super great quality, but I could probably play like a beat in the background here and go in on something. Do what you got to do. I mean, you you mentioned freestyle about a dozen times, so why not? <laughs> All righty, let me see here. What if you were to name an instrumental, Mister Malcolm? What would be one you'd want to hear me go in on a little bit? No oh, man, maybe it'd be something you didn't know though. Like I'd, I'd pick, I'd pick like a. You know what you could get? Pete Rock and CL Smooth. Yeah, you could do Pete Rock and CL Smooth, or you could just do a. You could you could take it back, classic Sucker MCs by uh, by Run DMC. That's an easy beat to find. Sucker MCs instrumental. YouTube works wonders for these things usually. All right. It's a fast beat. All right, y'all y'all hearing this? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yo. Yo, kicking on riddle in the middle, I'm playing the fiddle. I don't even know what they want to kick my way. I'm just running down the highway, all right. I can do this with your chick all night. But ain't about the women or the money or the fame. I know I am the best in the game. Off the dome, I'm known to spit flame. I'm just trying to rap off the brain, yo. Run DMC, I do this equally. I'm trying to get it and I'm talking sequel D. I had the prologue that was tape number one. I'm just kicking it for some fun. I got bars today, they never stop me on it. You know that I've been trying to rip it up, speak supersonic. And I can do this any day of the week. I've been rapping till they knees go weak. Uh. That's what's up. <laughs> Something like that. I like it, I like it. No, I'm feeling it because I just, you you know, we put you on the spot. You told, And you even, you even pushed it back in our court and said, pick a beat. So... <laughs> I'm digging it. I'm digging your style, man. Every every time I hear something from you, you know what I mean. I become that much more of a fan. So yeah, why don't you tell us? You know how how let's say 
if someone's listening right now and they're looking for a producer, do you have your contact, your, your info for your, some of your producers and how can people find you, whether that be on social media or wherever? Definitely. Uh, I'm at God's the rapper. One word that's G A Z the rapper on pretty much anything. I see, you know, God's the rapper at Gmail. If you want to send me a message, um, definitely got a uh, couple producers, uh, veteran beats, uh, you can look him up. He's at Veteran Beats. Uh, that's Beats with a Z. Uh, he's out in Atlanta doing some dope shit. Um, and then my producer, uh, Darian, he's a uh, Stro Miles Swift. You can find him on SoundCloud. We're pretty much all on SoundCloud. Been leveraging that platform. But uh, definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm always open to collaborations, especially people in the DMV area, you know. So, uh for sure. Yeah, that's what's up. And 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 when you get a chance to, um, just send me the links of those SoundCloud. So I'll po- I'll post them on the podcast and on my site as well. That way, uh, people listening can um, you know can click on those links and follow you guys. Definitely. Word, man. So we're 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 gonna be on the lookout of uh, off the dome, right? Yeah, I will uh, be posting updates yeah. on that uh, on all my social media and stuff. So if you're following, you'll, you'll no way to miss it. So uh, for sure. And then then when when it comes out, we can have you uh, in studio and we can do it face to face. We can uh, do a recap episode. How's that? For sure, sounds dope. All right, my man, guys, the rapper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, DMV seven hundred three. We out here, man. <laughs> Word. That works. Yeah. So he he, yeah. I mean, you know, what, what more can you say, right? He kind of he's he's he's, he's got the likability factor, right? Mm-hmm. He's definitely um, uh, is very passionate about uh, about hip hop mm-hmm. and the hip hop culture and rap music, and you know, he's just he's just making inroads. And you've heard me talk about him more than once, yeah. Right, I have. You've heard me play him in studio more than once, right? A couple times, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, he's you know, I I've told you before, I like supporting. You know, just local, homegrown stuff in the area. And, uh, you know, he's one of them. There, there's just so much out there. I mean, I, granted, I, I know the basics of what mixtape culture is. I'm not that old. But at the same time, it's it's like you said, it's very congested now. Yeah. It's so much. So you have to do tons of things, even going back to the days where you're pumping and selling stuff out of the, out of your car. You know what I mean? Well, like when he said, you know, word of mouth is still really important. It still comes down to word of mouth. And, and that's that's, that's yeah. how it used to be, you Which, know? That's so. why I was I was kind of pushing the direction to do that more organic, do those open mics at places like uh, Bus Boys and Poets and, and, and establishments like that. And just going out there and getting your local following because you never know who's going to be in a crowd. Yeah. And and he's 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 able to do stuff, uh, you know, right, right at the moment. He's not, he has no no fear whatsoever you know what i mean and he's like that you know i get notifications all the time like oh he's online this and that and i'm like man this dude's at it 24 7 i just like that spirit and that drive you gotta respect that i do i do very much and 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 uh that energy is is non-stop so we're gonna keep a a uh a close look and keep our eye on uh guys the rapper yeah sorry we, we've rearranged the studio so i'm Still trying to uh, get used to this format. Uh, that's why you might hear me moving around, uh, and I'm I'm looking around at Miriam. And she keeps looking at me because she's like right in front of me. But I think uh, I think we'll we'll figure it out. Uh, But that's just our issues. You guys don't see this. Your issue. It is my issue. (laughs) It is my issue. 
That's not my issue. It is what it is, Miriam Tazi. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, you know, on another note, I, d- I definitely want you guys to focus on, you know, some of the local things that are going in your community, whether it's musicians, artists, or, uh, you know, uh, political things that are going on. Just get involved and, uh, you know, try to be proactive. You know what I mean? Because for so long, you know, I was kind of, I got to a, a, a point where, you know, I, I quit listening and seeing what was going on. And it's easy because that will, that'll age you right there alone, right? You just become, what do they call it? Set in your ways. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't like that. Habit. Yeah. You know, creature of habit. Yeah. No habits. <laughs> Stuck on a routine. I don't like that. I do like routines, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't like change. Speaking of change in the studio. Uh... There's certain things I do do and don't like. <laughs> Miriam Tazi, the African with attitude. <laughs> no, just calling, calling it like it is. But what did you think? What did you think about this uh, this show? Hmm? I uh, I liked the song that you played. Yep. Um, like I said, it does sound like he was saying too. More just like uh, what was the word he used? Um, more part of the industry of today, basically. You know, mm-hmm. like you kind of hear that that sound. Um, like more radio friendly. So I don't know too much of his other stuff. You know, I've heard it a little bit, but I was got sixteen really... songs coming out, so yeah, that's a lot. I didn't realize the mixtapes were like that long, unless his songs aren't that. long. I think it's. I think it varies uh, artist to artist, and yeah. you know what they want to say and do. You can, I guess you can make it as long as you want, but that's a lot of material for, you know, one upload or whatever. But <laughs> whatever that is, <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 still smiling at he he uh, he did a freestyle over sucker MCs. Anything Run DMC, I'm happy. I'm not you know what I mean? Picked Run DMC. Well, I was going to do Rock Kim. You know what I mean? In 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 lieu of uh, the God MC's birthday, we got to recognize. Lou. Yes, in lieu. That's right. Your <laughs> <laughs> English is very good. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> what do you mean? I can speak. No, I'm just in lieu of. It's just an expression I don't think you've ever used on the podcast. So I'm just. Wow, a little taken aback. That's yeah. all. In lieu. I'm full of surprises, Miriam Tazi. How do you spell in lieu? Come on, man. <laughs> I think it's the French word. You're asking a bit <laughs> much right word. now, Miriam Tazi. And she's actually looking it up, people. You got to understand what's going on and what I'm up against here, okay? you, Everyone listening is in love with her voice, but you guys don't know this person like I know her. You know, I said person, okay? This person, like I know. Yeah, in lieu of, yep, au lieu de, it's, yep. Oh, everything I say is French. Yeah, I didn't realize how many French expressions you used and knew. I, I, I'm, I'm, in another life, I'm, I'm You must have been a Frenchman. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? No. Jean-Pierre. Pierre Cardin. That's right. Yeah, where, where that brand? <laughs> Pierre Cardin. <laughs> Pierre Cardin. No, yeah. What, what do you want from me, huh? Nothing. Yeah, this, this, this is what, funny. It is, it is what it All is. All right, so in lieu of Rakim's birthday. Yeah, well, you got to recognize. You know what I mean? One of the greatest. Well, you ev- didn't pick him, so it's your fault. But he didn't No, a no, good no. Job I, I, I was going to, but right, that, that's an easy go to. I, I wanted to do something a little more up tempo. Ah. See what he could pull out. He pulled it out well. Miriam Tazi. Yes. So uh, did a good job. Man, you know, I I, I enjoy it, and I enjoy uh, positive vibes. So uh, yeah, that that's uh, that's it. That's all I got. 
That's okay. it. I got to cl- I got to close it up today. It's a shorter podcast people, but do me a favor. Don't cut off that don't touch that dial yet. Do me a favor, go to the Amazon link on americanriddle.com, click on it, bookmark it. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Your moms. You your know what moms. I mean? No, no. Well, your moms might need something. You know, you going to get your mom. I think of my mom. Yes, the, For you know Valentine's what I mean. I, I think. <laughs> you, 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 I was just saying. She's calling me out on everything. What? Why I oughta? You know what I mean. I'm like Reggie Noble. Why I oughta? I'm just saying, your mom's. You, you don't get your mom something for Valentine's Day. I'm a mama's boy. Yeah, I just, I just showed, I just showed the, the world. Yeah. yeah, I love my mom. The uh, <laughs> your mom, or you know, your girl, your wife, you know what I mean, whomever, your significant other, mm. whoever that person is in your life. My point buy, is buy something, <laughs> buy something from Amazon after you bookmark it off of American Riddle, the American Riddle website. <laughs> that's right. Bookmark that link because what what that does is just like Gaz the rapper does. It helps fund if you want to become involved with the podcast, if you support the podcast, if you want to help produce the podcast. If you buy something, it'll give us a little little bump. And then we can use those funds to uh, buy longer cables than the one I have here in front of me. (laughs) It's over my keyboard, tight, going into the mixer, which could be a hazard itself. You know what I mean? So there's little things that we need, mics. We need some uh, new new equipment and cables and all that good stuff. That's all. We're not going to get rich off of it. But it helps keep this this ship afloat. So, again, AmericanRiddle.com. You'll see the Amazon link. And also there's an iTunes iTunes link. And if you don't want to do that, there's a donate button. And you can actually donate. You know what I mean? Wow. Little for the cause, people. Little for the cause. Don't forget. Little for the cause. Domino, motherfucker. The American Riddle Podcast. Riddle. The-